Welcome to the Fargo Christian Podcast. The Fargo Christian Podcast's mission is to bring together and have open conversations with pastors, business owners, nonprofit workers, and truthfully anyone who has our same mission in mind, uniting the church. Each week we will have conversations surrounding one main question, what is God doing in your life? Will you laugh? Hopefully. Will you cry? Maybe. All we know is that Jesus clearly lays out his goal for the church in John 17, and we are doing our part to accomplish that. We hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fargo Christian Podcast. Uh, This week is a little different. I'm sitting at a coffee shop, sitting at Black Coffee and Waffle Bar, downtown Fargo. Um, So if you hear some extra noise in the background this week um we're just not in the basement so it'd be safe to assume usually that's my dog but this week it's not my dog so um i'm excited to be here with aaron peterson um i know last week nick and i said we'd have ali hoffman on the podcast this week so a little curveball um we are hoping to get ali on at some point but just schedules didn't work so um i'm excited to be joined by aaron peterson so aaron why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Aaron Peterson, like you said. Um, so similar to Allie, I work for a crew in Fargo-Moorhead, so I actually work on the same campus as Allie. I work at Concordia. Um, in addition to NDSU, well, we, we all have multiple campuses. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What do you want to know about? Yeah. I am 23 years old, almost 24, so right. you know, I'm nearly an adult. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I... Uh, I thought that you were just at NDSU, so yeah, I'm glad that you both. said that. Um, I, I've, I wasn't terribly involved with crew when I was in college, so I'm kind of learning a lot about it in the in the last couple of years just through people I've met. Um, and what I'm learning is you guys have a lot going on in Fargo Market. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah Fargo Market. We have five campuses: we have NDSU, Concordia, MSUM, NDSES, and M State. Okay. And technically Fergus Falls as well, but sure. they get kind of they get kind of forgotten sometimes. I feel mad about it, but they do. <laughs> yeah. So, and I know that there's you know, there's different ministries. So there's obviously the crew ministry, but then you know the crew is kind of the umbrella. Is that a yeah, good way to say crew it? Crew is an umbrella organization. Okay. So we're actually crew uh, campus, which is oh. underneath crew, and then there's like crew high school. And, sure. Um, a couple that have different names. So there's Bridges, which you might have heard of. Yep. Bridges International. Mm-hmm. So that's International Student Ministry. Um, there's Impact, which is just at NDSU right now, I think, which is our um, Danny Lukey, if you know Danny. I don't know if I've met Danny. Well, so it's a black student ministry, I think okay. just at NDSU, uh, maybe MSUM as well. Uh, but yeah, so we have a variety of stuff. And then there's, oh geez, yeah, they, they changed a lot of the names this year. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, there's one called GAIN, or it was called GAIN, which was a global aid network, okay. uh, just for like disaster relief, but that changed its name, so I don't know what it's called anymore. Sure. But yeah, there is a lot of ministries that Fargo-Moorhead is involved in. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's so exciting to me, um, just being, I've been in Fargo-Moorhead now seven years, and I'm a couple years out of college, and um it, I've just I've really enjoyed seeing, you know, how much crew is doing, and you know all of the all of the different people that I've 
met and interact with on a regular basis that are in some way connected to crew. Um, I guess if you are new to Fargo-Moorhead and specifically if you're a new college student in Fargo-Moorhead, a little free advice, um, give crew a, I mean, give it a try. There's a lot of really great people there. Um, but I, I guess I want to hear a little more specifically about your role, yeah. you know, week to week. Um, this year is wildly different, I'm sure. Yeah, um, it is for sure. So yeah, just what, what does your week look like? Yeah, um, one of the things that we kind of joke about here is like if we ever did, like if I ever have to apply for another job or like have an interview and they said, oh, what did you do for crew? <laughs> like, ah, I don't know, everything, you know. Um, usually each week is different. Like there's a new thing to do every week. Uh, last week I made a video with Memorial students. The campus actually asked us to make a video to promote. Oh, our, cool. Because, you know, we, it's harder to meet people right. on campus and they want us to be able to still reach out. Um, so we did digital stuff. But So I did that last week, but usually the baseline of what we do is uh, filled with discipleship, so just meeting up with, for me, guys um, one-on-one or in small groups, and then um, evangelism. And um, So we don't do large group weekly meetings this year, but we still do small group weekly meetings and like small group Bible studies. Sure. Um, but so it's a little bit different this year, yeah, in that we can't do large, you know, we can't have 150, 200 students right. in the Century Theater at NDSU. Um, but what we can do is still have smaller groups of students going off and doing activities around campus. Um, so that's basically what we're doing this yeah. year. Yeah. So there isn't, is there any, you know, different restrictions on if you are able to meet in those smaller groups and yeah. how that looks? So, crew as an organization has restrictions, um, and then both NDSU and Concordia have their own restrictions, and sure. then the Minnesota state government and the North Dakota state government have restrictions. Sure. So what we have to do actually is kind of combine all three of those um, and take the strictest of the three yeah. and obey those restrictions. Sure. Um, so NDSU, for example, um, I mean, a really big change is that, you know, normally you have 200 students in a room. Uh, this year we can have, as of right now, five people indoors in one room one time. Wow. Um, on, on campus. Yeah. Um, in Minnesota, it's a lot, uh, the regulations are a lot looser. Sure. Just because Minnesota is doing better uh, case count-wise and everything. Right. Um, but yeah, so the restrictions are, they make things look different. But like we're choosing to obey them as best that we can, you know, and, and we want to maintain a good relationship with the campus, right? Uh, and yeah, just do our best to make sure that the students in our movement are healthy and safe. Right. You know, we don't want to. It would be so fun. I would like love to be at a weekly meeting with like every student in our movement. Yeah. But you know, we want to keep them safe, and so it would not be worth it if then fifty of those students had to quarantine. Right. You know, for two yeah. weeks and miss out on things. So, sure. Yeah. So, is there, are you doing any, um, is there any like virtual meetings or like yeah, able to come together semi large group? 150 yeah. in a Zoom meeting doesn't sound great, but. Yeah, no, it's, uh, 
we try to do mostly in-person stuff as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, we did a lot of virtual in the spring. I mean, sure. Basically all virtual. Um, and we just realized that's not really what students need. Um, so we decided that this year we were going to get really good at doing small really well. Sure. Um, so we still do, actually in two weeks, we're doing a virtual weekly meeting on Zoom. Okay. And so that'll be an opportunity for like everyone in the movement to see each other's faces. Um, but most weeks, you know, we have uh, Tuesday nights at NDSU is when we would do our weekly meeting. Yeah. And uh, we still decided, like, Tuesday night, that's when we do stuff. Uh, and so, like, this coming week, we're doing a... Uh, we're calling it Share Your Story, I think, where it's going to be training on how to share your testimony. Cool. Just sharing your story with people in the movement, uh, just in smaller groups. And, uh, last week I went to the orchard in South Fargo with a group of students, you know, sure. and threw around a frisbee and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we do some virtual stuff, but we try to limit it to, you know, maybe once every month sure. or so. Yeah. So, this is maybe... A harder question than than you're you're ready for, um, but it, it it plays so well into what what we talked about last week. Uh, well, really the last two weeks with Stephen and then Nick and I talked about it again last week. But um, we talked about how in the middle of this pandemic and everything being so different, it it's really it's a time where churches and and campus ministries too have to kind of look at success differently yeah um you know so in the past it you know you don't want it to be a numbers game but it's it's yeah. so easy to see you know we have 200 people coming every tuesday night yeah. or like all of a sudden now we have five people here yeah. you know like it's different and looking at numbers that way you know how what do you have kind of a sense of of one does it is it is it weird you know and obviously obviously it's weird that's maybe a bad question but um how how are goals changing and then two is there still kind of an excitement about what's going on yeah no that's a really good question um goals are changing for sure yeah um and we've tried our best every year not to measure success just by how many students are showing up at our weekly meeting yeah but, you know that that can be a good indicator mm -hmm. and we'd like to see a lot of students show up and reach out to people that way um, but yeah we're definitely changing our goals kind of you know uh, we have this this balance where we don't want to just turn into this movement where okay for this year, we're just going to focus on what we've got. We, we don't want to turn inward entirely and yeah. just be like, okay, the students that are already involved, let's keep them involved. And we do want to do that, but we want to continue to still reach out on campus. That's what we're there right. for, you know. Um, like we always, like, true is not just about making disciples. They say, like, it's about making disciples who make disciples who make disciples. Um, and so, yeah, our goals are changing a lot. We are still I think really excited though especially I like have had to really come to terms with the fact that I had incredibly low expectations coming into the year sure. so it's just like yeah we're gonna lose half the students because who wants to do virtual stuff and who wants to do distancing stuff and it's gonna be so hard to meet people um, but what we ended up doing is we kind of revamped the way we approach uh, social media and the way we approach finding freshmen on campus sure. and so 
that's been massively successful, actually. Yeah. Like, um, across our market, like, all the schools. I heard MSUM connected with, like, 40 freshmen. Oh, wow. Just through Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, 40 freshmen is, like, what you shoot for in a year. Right. Not the first three weeks. Right. You know? Um, and just through Instagram. Like, and that's only through having your student leaders, like, share things uh, through using hashtags, which I, I always doubted hashtags, but I guess they work. Yeah. <laughs> they work. People actually look for hashtags. Um, it's through going on, you know, there's, like, NDSU class of 24, and there's these Instagram pages, or Hoppers sure. 24 for Concordia, you know. And, right. Um, <laughs> you just, like, go follow people. They follow back. Send them a message. Like, hey, this is who we are. Are you interested? And we've had a lot of people that actually message us back. And yeah. like, yes, I am interested. I was looking for you. Like, can we get coffee? You know, and it's yeah. like, yes, absolutely. Um, so I'd say, yeah, people are still excited. But... It's like every every week we're shifting how we approach ministry because it's like there's a new restriction right. or there's a new, you know, we get another email from campus um, asking us to change how we do things, you know. Um, so our goals are changing constantly. But, yeah, I'd say we are still really excited. Yeah. I think it's been really easy to just get kind of... Uh, kind of lose hope for the year of just like yeah it's, it's a lost year right um, but the reality is that we're seeing more freshmen get involved at every campus than like we have as long as I've been around yeah um, and I don't really know what to, <laughs> what to make of that but right you know it's I think I guess God is still moving you know the, not that that's cliche but like to say but absolutely that, yeah yeah God is still on the move I doubted him, and he proved me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was such. It was something that I I prayed about so much this summer. Was you know as a as a freshman moving to a new community, yeah. starting you know the next chapter of your life, whatever. There's always stress and there's always uncertainty with that. But yeah. this year, there's more than ever, you know. And um, you know, part of my my prayer and my hope for this school year is that 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 would be the case because then the campus ministries can can step in and yep. really give hope where hope is needed and, um you know it's kind of safe to say there's there's really a lack of hope everywhere yeah. right now <laughs> yeah. um you know people are getting kind of sick of everything and yeah. um you know so the pandemic and restrictions and then there's all of the social and racial yeah injustice and there's um the election coming up and it's yeah. just like just a crazy crazy year um but it, you know still the same god and there's still the same hope and the same grace in that god and um yeah I, i'm just i'm really excited to hear that uh, am i this is your first year on staff uh, this would be my second year oh it is your second yeah. year so okay i did experience a normal year sure okay so that that probably does that help do you think or does that make it a little harder kind of maybe having the expectations you know a little a little bit of column a a little bit of column maybe uh, sure uh, it helped massively in that i know what i'm doing now yeah um, i did not know what i was doing before um but yeah i know what i'm doing um we have actually 
let's see, one, two, three, four of us who are in our second year now, who were okay. in our first year uh, last sure. year. And so having us now, so like we don't have to go through as much training, you know, we, we don't right. have to ask where the printer is, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, stuff like that. Uh, so in that way, like it's helped massively. And yeah. it's also helped, I think, that, you know, COVID happened in March. Like we were kind of, we already experienced it a little bit in the spring. So we kind of knew what to expect uh, coming into this year. Right. Um, but at the same time, I, I would say there's a little bit of, I don't know, you could call it comparison almost of like sure. looking back and just thinking, man, like I don't, yeah, we don't get to do like a fall retreat this year. We don't get to do a right. winter conference. We don't, yeah. we probably won't, you know, last year, um, we did a vision trip to like East Asia like we send students like across the world like that's right. one of the things that like that's like my favorite thing that crew does is like, we send students um, and we really are not sure if we're able to do that this year yeah um, so in that way like that is really difficult um, but I'm still very glad this is my second year I'm glad yeah. that I didn't like come in first year into right. a global pandemic because that would be I just think that would be really hard. Yeah. And and that's, you know, if you look at um, from being on staff, those events, you know, the fall conference, winter conference, I already forgot what they were called. Um, but if you look at those conferences and, and even, you know, setting up mission trips and all that stuff, it, it's probably a lot more work for you guys as staff. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's also like, in a sense, you kind of feel like it's like almost building up to those things and then just seeing the students run with it or, or kind of what's the... Uh, are you talking this year or in a normal year? In a normal year, yeah. Yeah, in a normal year, yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, normally, we would have every single week, um, we would have a meeting dedicated to just planning the fall of fall of Palooza, our fall sure. retreat. Yep. Um, at the beginning of the year, but yeah, we don't have that. Um, and so instead, we're doing things like you know we're still planning stuff. So instead, we're planning a service week across Fargo, sure. and you know we're reaching out to churches to see, hey, how can we help you out? Do you have any building needs or like any elderly congregants that need like leaves right and you know right. stuff like that. So we're replacing with stuff, but it yeah, there's a lot of stress that has been removed like not buying plane tickets or like right. making sure students know how to get their visas yeah you know, we're not spending hours every week planning a winter conference that's six months away you know right like so there is that it's kind of nice yeah it's gone but we are still doing our best to find things to replace those you know? right yeah so it's not like we don't have <laughs> the stress still it's just yeah. different just and even finding yeah. what that is can right. be work that's probably the biggest thing right yeah now. it's just being creative we are definitely i mean kind of like you said uh, like letting students run with it we are really leaning on our student leaders this year like, sure you guys know what you need you know what like the freshmen coming in you know what they're feeling better than we do yeah um, help us plant this stuff like help us understand how can we best serve you and, yeah like lead you in this way so we are definitely uh, leaning on our leaders. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and on that on that note too, of you know, looking for service projects or ways yep. to partner with with ministries in Fargo Moorhead. Um, 
you know, there's 30 people that listen to this podcast every week. Um, estimated 33, actually. I looked right before we started. Not that it really matters, but there there might be something in those three. Um, but, I mean, if there's something really practical that you are either looking for or, you know, just some way that a church, if they do need something that maybe you guys don't have a connection to, um, I guess, you know, one, what kind of things do you do? You, like, what have you been praying about? What kind of things have you visioned for that specific part of it? And then, and then two, just how can they get a hold of you if yeah. they do want to reach out to you for that? Yeah. Um, we have two kind of goals for when we're doing like service stuff this fall. Um, the first is that we really actually do want to be able to give back to like the churches because there are so many churches that like let us use their space or sure. donate like food for retreats for us or just give us money to pay for you know different like equipment that we need when our speakers break you know right. stuff like that yeah um, like we really rely on them and so one of the things is that we do want to actually just yeah help them out give back by serving them. Uh, but the second goal kind of built into that is that we want to use it as an opportunity to reach out to the people that are not involved in those churches. So, like, for example, one of the things that we want to do is actually send out a form to the congregations that we do have a connection to where they can, you know, let us know if they have needs. But then in addition to that, they can let us know if they have a neighbor down the road sure. that could use help um, that we can just go um, help them out with. Yeah. So what we're really, like, hoping for and praying for is that this would be a way, yeah, to serve the churches that we're already connected with, but also to establish these new relationships with people that, you know, don't have a connection to the church, you know, don't, yeah. don't have a connection to the Christian body of Fargo or that, you know, and, right. um, so we're, that's kind of our, our hope and our prayer. Um, we could really... <laughs> We could use rakes. If people ah, have rakes, okay. we could really use yard rakes. Sweet. Um, we, you know, we know people, so we have some. But, right. like, we're hoping to send out, like, 150, 200 students from all the movements in Barbara Moorhead out to rake leaves and stuff. <laughs> right. Not all at once. They're going to be over the course of a week. But, yeah, yeah we could use rakes. Um, right. But also, yeah, if there are people who don't have a, a connection to crew, um, we would love to help out at like any church that needs help or wants to join us in this and partner with us. Uh, I guess the best way would be for people to probably email me. Sure. Um, it's really easy. It's just Aaron.Peterson at crew.org. So simple. It's really simple. Sweet. Um, it probably won't go in my spam folder. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, if people want to reach out, please do that. We are doing this because we want to help, yeah. And we feel like this is a good year to do it. Yeah, we have the opportunity to. We have a lot of students with not a lot to do. So. <laughs> right. Like, let's, let's put them to work. Yeah. 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 So that, uh, I mean, very practical and easy way to bless crew this year. Donate a rake. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and you know, give me a call if you have a rake, and yeah. I'll I'll get it to them. I, yeah. I know a few people connected, so I'll. Uh, I'm happy to help with that too, but um, I, I love that. That is so just encouraging to me even to hear, um, you know, part of this conversation obviously is 
getting information out to people that support crew and people that um, you know are, are going to be praying for the campuses this year. Um, and honest, honestly, part of it was just selfish for me. I, I'm curious, <laughs> you know. Um, I just have no idea, and I, I fall into that category of people that will be praying for campus ministries this year. And um, you know, I, I as a high school teacher, I, you know, I, I have a lot of my former students that are in college now, some of them in the area, some of them not, but um, just talking to them, you know, I know the stress that is going into it, and um, I just, I have the kids that I'm connected to, but there's so many other kids that I'm not, and um, I know that the, the things that my kids are feeling, other kids are feeling too, yeah. and I just, I'm so excited to hear that, um, you know, not only it hasn't stopped, you know, it's still, it's moving. Like you said, God is doing something. And, um, I guess before we get too far into anything else, I, d- I just want to ask if, you know, what, what ways can people specifically be praying, yep. you know, for you, for the staff, and then for the ministries in general? Yeah. Um, I think for the staff team in particular, yeah, I think we could just use, I, I don't know how to put this other than just good ideas. Sure. You know, and, um, you know, actually, now that I think about it, in addition to that, just daily, like, humility. Yeah. Um, it can be so easy. Um, like, I think I can speak on behalf of the rest of the staff team when I say that. Like, it can be so easy to just fall into this rut of, like, unemotional like cold and calculating decision making sure. you know and just like looking at the restrictions looking at the numbers um, which is we need to do that uh, but I think just like prayers for daily the daily grace to have soft hearts and to remember why we're doing this um, maybe that's just me also <laughs> the rest of the staff team too but uh, yeah just prayers that we would not get up in just the decision making and everything, but that yeah, we would see what God is doing and rejoice right. in that and praise Him for that. Uh, and then I think a big one is just for our students. Yeah, students like you have mentioned are especially freshmen coming this year are not doing great. You know, yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's really cool to see how willing a lot of the freshmen have been to just open up about. Yeah those struggles that they're going through, but um, our very first uh, Tuesday night that we did, we did a little info meeting in small groups. Um, in the group that I was in, we had we had students like crying with our leaders and our staff when all that we asked was, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and, like I've never seen that. Right. Even it could take months to get a student to like open up and be willing to talk about emotions and how they're doing with their faith um, but just to see these freshmen coming in and like they're broken hearted on day right. one you know they're yeah. and they're saying I'm not okay can we talk right you know? and so it's in one way like it's a, it's a blessing that they're willing to do that and we can be there um, but yeah that's a huge thing it's just pray for the campuses that these students would find hope that they would find that community that they need yeah I mean, yeah we're still a firm believer that like 
Christian community is necessary to the believer. And, like without yeah. it, it's you can't do it. You know. Um, and so yeah, just prayers that students would find that community that they would be willing to step into it, that we would be able to care for them. Well. Yeah, yeah. If I if I can just add to that for a second too, um, you know, I I kind of have. A, a unique perspective maybe as a high school teacher yeah. you know and, and looking at even my students coming back this fall and then again I mentioned students that are moving on um, but we're kind of seeing the same thing at our school and it's only we've only been there for a week now but um, I think it, it's so difficult because these kids who have so much going on you know and like especially going into your freshman year of college the decision of where am I going to go? The decision of, um, you know, what am I going to study? What career am I going to pursue? Um, and then, you know, making new friends and all of this stuff that goes into your first year of college. Um, when, when you see kids that have been out of school now, you know, pretty much every school in the country went online last May or sorry, last March. Um, so these students are having are going from having seven, eight, nine teachers, coaches, their friends around them constantly who are always checking in with them and then now they're off at their freshman year of college. Sometimes they know people, sometimes they don't, but that's like 15 people yeah. that they just all of a sudden don't have checking in on them and it's been that way for the last six months. And, yeah. um, you know, and I, I say that just to again, we need to be praying yeah. for the students, and we need to be praying for especially the freshmen, but all of the college students in the area, because yeah. you know people are really struggling, and, yeah. and you know we've both seen it, and I'm sure a lot of people listening have seen it too. But we just really need to be praying for college kids right now. Um, I would just like maybe this is a plug or a request of church members though like if you're an older church member with a house or an apartment or whatever and you see college students at church on a Sunday morning please invite them over to lunch or buy them a coffee or something and I think that that's one real way that you can really help college students right now yeah it's just invite them over talk to them yeah yeah that's we've talked about it on this podcast too just seeking relationships is such a huge piece of evangelism. Um, yeah, just, you know, the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. He just, he went to Zacchaeus and I'm spending the day with you, basically. Yeah. Um, that's all it needs to be. Um, so we're, uh, we're kind of famous for hard left turns on this, part, on this podcast. Um, but I don't want to jump ahead if there's, if there's anything else you want to say about... Take it away. Okay. Um, so we have known each other kind of for like two years something like that yeah um and i met you because i filled in at ignite church on worship team with you um so i'll say this because aaron never would aaron is a very talented musician very talented worship leader um acoustic electric i believe yeah Um, and he's just very very talented and uh, so you said you played at Ignite this morning. Yep, I did. Um, 
So Ignite Church is in Fargo-Moorhead, um, or in Moorhead, Moorhead. specifically. Yeah. Uh, they meet at the Safari Theater. Um, tell me just a little bit about how that has changed, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose, like, everybody, you know, we shut down for... Was that was that March? I think churches shut down in March as well. Maybe yeah. a little later. Um, but yeah, we shut down and did all online pre-recorded services all summer, or most of the summer. Um, which honestly was so many days <laughs> for a little bit there. Yeah. But you know, helping and volunteering with those services, like that was kind of fun. It was going in and pre-recording a service on a Saturday morning, and then you get to watch it Sunday morning at home and hear the message. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but uh, we thankfully we did get to open up again at the end of July. Okay, I think it was I think it was like July twenty eighth or something like that, maybe earlier. Um, we had one week uh, before the Minnesota mask mandate came out. So sure. for a week, it did look actually. It was like, oh, we're back. <laughs> you know, we had distancing and everything. Um, things were obviously different, but it was like, oh, we're back. Yeah. Um, and then when the mask mandate hit. Uh, we saw a little bit of an understandable dip in attendance of people. You know, I don't know. People just don't want to wear one for the whole time that they're there, which right. is understandable. Yeah. Um, but so that's the biggest difference is just you walk into church and uh, yeah, everybody's got a mask on. You can still see the smile in their eyes though, so right. it's all right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess. To be honest, I feel like I've adjusted pretty well to the point where this kind of feels like the new normal. Right? Yeah. Like even just this morning, I was thinking like, yeah, this feels normal. This feels fine. Like, yeah. Uh, we, you know, space out. Uh, we can't. Oh, we can't have coffee or donuts. Ah, uh, that's tough. <laughs> uh, that's probably the biggest change. Yeah, I have to make my own coffee in the morning on Sundays. Which has been rough. Makes, uh, makes Sunday mornings really early yeah, getting yeah. up to make that coffee. Me too. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's still Ignite. You know, it's yeah. still my church. It's right. still the same people that I love. Uh, we still get to sing. Uh, we only do three songs now, not sure. four. Uh, I still get to hear a message from pastors that I love. Yeah. It still feels like home, and like I'm very thankful that I can just be there, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it is, it is different. Yeah, it's so. I'm I'm hoping throughout however long this podcast is able to go as the Fargo Christian Podcast, not this specific yeah. episode, but for however many months, years, whatever this thing goes. I would love to be able to just give a plug for every church in Fargo-Moorhead because yeah. there's so many that I love. Um, but I really love Ignite Church. Yeah. Um, and, you know, part of that being just the people that are there are fantastic. Um, but I, I wanted to say, too, that um, those the online services and being able to watch those messages and worship and all that from Facebook um, was kind of, Specifically, Ignite was kind of what gave me the idea for this podcast. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I woke up one morning and I have a friend who's a pastor in Detroit Lakes and I watched his sermon. And then, um, But then the night before, Chase, one of the pastors at Ignite, posted on his Facebook that he's preaching the next morning. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be on Facebook. All right. Yeah. So I watched my friend in Detroit Lakes and then I pulled up Chase's and was like, 
this is fantastic. Yeah. I can watch like every church in the area if yeah. I wanted to. And part of it too are the church I'm at. We meet on Sunday nights, so my Sunday mornings are free to yeah, yeah. do that. But um, I just would watch these sermons and like. I've never had an opportunity to learn from this many people in one day, and yeah. you, you can you can overdo it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there can, there's definitely too much. Um, but I I was sitting there thinking, like, man, I don't want that to stop. Yeah. And then I called Nick and said, "Let's do a podcast." And he's, "Yeah, let's do a podcast." So anyway, um, so shout out, special shout out, I guess, to Ignite Church for. Yep. giving me the idea to do this podcast yeah shout out to chase posting on facebook yeah yep every week yeah, that's right so. if uh if you like this podcast you can no longer say that social media does not do anything good yeah <laughs> because it it helped us get this um anyway yeah so little little short plug for ignite church and there will be many other churches to follow yeah um but uh i'm running uh I'm, I'm kind of out of the topics i wanted to talk about other than kind of if you listen to our pilot episode the very first one that we put out um one of the things that we really wanted to get at on this podcast is one um hearing god's voice yeah. and then two giving god glory um and that's something that i've personally been learning over the last couple of years it's just that in every situation um Sorry, I'm going to say that because they're they're grinding yeah. some coffee and I probably got drowned out. Um, I've just learned that in every situation, God can and will be glorified, whether it's good or bad. Um, so I guess I just want to hear from you, like, if you, what have you learned? What has kind of been the big thing that you've learned, whether it be through, you know, the pandemic, being quarantined at home or, you know, the transitions in what Ignite looks like, what crew looks like, any of that stuff. What is what has kind of been the big thing that you've learned? Yeah, um, I think there's kind of two, if I can be so bold. Um, <laughs> the first one is that this summer, I, along with a, another group of people, um, basically spent the summer learning about biblical lament. And mm. uh, that was through... Of lamentations and through Ecclesiastes and the prophets, uh, and especially like I've been going through Ezekiel lately and uh, I've done Jeremiah earlier in the summer, and just I've been really I was really hit at the beginning of the summer by uh, I believe it's in Ecclesiastes, but uh, when he says it is better to sit in the house of mourning than the house of laughter. And just this idea that it, it's better to be sad than to be happy, or at the very least, it's better to acknowledge the grief and yeah. to be sad than to just do your best to be happy despite it. Sure. Um, and you know, it's like Paul said, to mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. And so, just learning how, like, how do you do that at the same time? How do you, how do you lament in a biblical way? and still maintain joy like in the spirit and especially like this year i mean there's a lot of stuff to lament over right. um, and to mourn over and just learning how to hear people when they are mourning and instead of just you know our tendency is to just block it out and go like ah don't don't ruin my day 
I'm having a good time. Don't ruin it. Uh, but just learning, yeah, how to lean into that. Um, there were a couple times this summer where I really felt like I, I got in over my head. Where I was like, oh, this is like this is hard stuff. You know, learning how to where I, I would be reading Lamentations in the morning. Like, do I really want to start my day off with this? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I want to start my day off being happy, so I feel good. But just learning that, like, no, that's, like, I, I should be okay with morning. Um, you know, like, uh, I, oh gosh, a pastor that I can't remember who said it, but somebody said that God is incredibly emotional, and we, not in the sense that we use it of, oh, his emotions are all over the place, and yeah. he's just, you know, ups and downs. Like, no, he's incredibly consistent, but the emotions that he feels, like, what you feel is just a fraction just a shadow of what he feels and so recognizing oh I'm sad right now I'm mourning right now how how much more so is God mourning you know and why would I want to deny that you know I should if I want to be like Jesus I should be like him in every way and if that means weeping and mourning then I should embrace that as well yeah. And yeah, so I've been learning how to do that. I, I don't actually have an answer to that or a, you know, a neat way to package it. Yeah. But I just, I, yeah, I learned how to be sad. So that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. as, as he says that with the smile. Yeah. <laughs> um, I learned that. And then I also learned really recently, actually, just how terrible I am at forgiveness. Mm. And I mean, I guess really all of us are, but yeah, just how that actually applies really well to right now and right in, in addition to mourning and stuff like yeah uh, we're in an election year we're in a year with uh, like injustice and division and people like political division over the pandemic and it's really easy to make I learned from C.S. Lewis actually has an essay called on forgiveness uh, but it's really easy to make excuses for people and just say well they had you know, reasons for hurting me, so I can forget it, I can wipe it away. Like, it's not their fault, they, you know, they said that rude thing just because they were tired, or they were cranky, they hadn't eaten, they didn't have coffee that morning, you know, like, whatever yeah. it was. We can make excuses to just uh, minimize the hurt and minimize the sin, so it's a little bit easier to just put it away without actually forgiving it. Um, but just realizing, like, that's not, like... God isn't in the business of making excuses for us. He's in the business of forgiving us. He's in yeah. the business of lavishing us with grace and learning how to accept when I have done wrong and not minimizing it and making excuses because I know that God, my Father, forgives me. And then turning around, and, you know, I see in the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Like learning, I'm so bad at that. I'm yeah. so bad at forgiving people who have hurt me and sinned against me. Um, and I'm just really leaning into that. And like, I won't get into the details, but <laughs> there's my literal physical neighbors were really frustrating me, you know, and um, just really, I, <laughs> I realized one day, like, how could this can't get any more blunt? And like, when, when he says, love your neighbor, <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. How can I not? Like, you can make excuses like, oh, I I love people who are in my country, but it's hard to love people that are far away and whatever. Right. 
these people live 20 feet from me, you know, and yeah. I hold such grudges against them and I get angry at them. And I'm like sitting here thinking like they're playing music loud. I'm going to call the cops on them. It's like, <laughs> when was the last time I prayed for them? Yeah. You know, when was the last time I, I said, God, would you help me to meet them and love them well? Yeah. And be kind to them today. Like, oh, I've never prayed that. <laughs> I think there's something I need to reflect on there and, you know, repent of. Yeah. So that's another thing I've been learning. Yeah. It's just, I am terrible at forgiving. So thank goodness I am not the one who forgives the human. <laughs> you know, like, thank right. goodness I'm not in that yeah. position. Um, and thank goodness it is God. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, something that that you said that that really spoke to me, um, the the you know one just trying to be and trying to find a way to be okay being sad, yeah, um, and you know especially like it's so easy to be like you said. There's so many things that have you know quote unquote lost this year that yeah. are just different, and um, it's really easy to be sad over those things and. Um, you know, I, I think about the, just the, the depth of how you said, like, we just feel a fraction of what God feels yeah. in that. Um, and it, it honestly, like it, it helps me put into perspective. Um, I was, you know, in James at the end of James chapter five, I think it's 13 and 14 maybe, but, um, five thirteen it says, if you are, if you are in sorrow, should pray if you are joyful you should rejoice and sing praise um and then and we talked about this last week too i think specifically regards to healing it says if you're sick then then call someone but with those with the sadness and with the joy they it doesn't say to call someone and it's okay to just sit in those things by yourself and for me that's so hard and i'm i'm very extroverted and if i'm having a bad day like i need to go somewhere and it's just like but it it needs to be okay to just sit in that and part of that isn't that you're sitting by yourself it's that god it meets you in that and the depth of how god feels that is even more than you than we can imagine you know um so that really hit me so I really appreciated your perspective on that. Um, man, and I think really the same thing can be said about forgiveness too. And, you know, just reminding ourselves constantly that like God has forgiven and there is constant forgiveness for those, you know, grace abounds. There's always grace for whatever the, the situation is. And, um, you know, God meets us in that too. It, um, man, that was that was a fantastic answer. Let me just say, I I am really interested to hear more about that and um, you know lamenting it. I, I've I've heard people talk about it more in the yeah. last um, not a ton, but I've heard it more often in the last couple months than I have the previous twenty four years of my yeah. life. Um, so I just would love to you know hear more about that sometime when. Yeah. When you get a chance and when you feel like you've you know locked down some yeah um so i would uh i would love to love to have that conversation again but um just as we're closing it i just would like to say too um i will very unashamedly again say if you've got rakes 
get him to me, get him to Aaron, somehow get him to crew, um, and beyond breaks, even financially, I know there's, you know, there's all kinds of things that they could use some financial support for, and Aaron didn't ask me to say this, but I just, I know, um, and any amount of money that you are able to donate or that you do feel called to donate um, will be used by a very great organization to reach students in the area that, that really need hope and really need the gospel. So, um, yeah, if you are feeling led to donate either of those two things, like I said, get a hold of me or you can email Aaron, Aaron.Peterson at crew.org. Um, anything else that you'd like to add? Um, yeah. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> One thing, yeah, you just said uh, something weird talking. I, I don't want to, like, hit it again. Like, it's gone too long. Go for it. Just the concept of, yeah, God being, like, with us mm. in sadness and not being alone in that. There is, a, I think it was Tim Mackey, who's a, he uh, does the Bible Project. Uh, okay. He had said in the sermon, yeah. but talking about, like, the Psalms portray God as, like, our shield. And how so often we think of it in the sense of that means, oh, trouble goes away. But that's not the image that we get. The image that we get is the trouble is still there. The, the blows are still coming. You know, the punches are still being thrown. And you're still aware of them, probably. It's still going to feel them a little bit. It's that God being our shield is taking the brunt of it. Yeah. And he's feeling it with us, you know. And just like how that was transformative for me, just to like reimagine it that way. Like God... Uh, not to say he never does, but like, you know, it doesn't always rescue us completely out of troubles, but instead what he does promise is, is that he will be there taking the blows with us. Yeah. And that, yeah, that really helped me learn about lamentation and everything. Anyways, just wanted to throw that in. Yeah. But that's, yeah, otherwise I don't think I have anything to add other than, yeah, repeat rakes. We could really rakes. use rakes. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do like a dollar store run for Sanford patients too. So, hey, oh, if cool. you got like candy, I guess they need candy, prepackaged candy. Interesting. Yeah, it's kids. Oh, Sanford, sure. Yeah. That makes sense. And they can only that makes a lot of sense. So, there are so many things that yeah. people in Fargo could use right now. So, yeah, like Jordy said, if you are interested in helping out that way, reach out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thanks so much. This was a very last minute thing yeah. added to your schedule and I just really appreciate it and um, excited to, to get this conversation out for others to hear too. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, it was fun. Cool. First time on the podcast. Alright, well it's an honor. It really is. Um, so thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in and you will hear Nick and I again next week. We'll be back at it. So um, have a fantastic week and thanks for giving us another listen. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the Fargo Christian Podcast. Episodes will be releasing on Monday mornings. And you can find us on Instagram at Fargo Christian or at your local coffee shop. We just might be there.